Tight schedule because we got to get a forty-year-old boy out here. Well, my producer does a burlesque show. Oh yeah, on Monday, uh-huh. produces it. And yeah. She has for six years. Well, this particular show, we made an, we did a thing where she put the tickets on sale early, mm-hmm. and if people people could sit with me, I was going to go to it, and they could buy if they bought a table for four. I would sit with them, and then afterwards, I would take them out to this taco truck and buy food. It's a thing, and so I forget that was tonight. So, that sounds awesome. Uh, well, yeah. I That's not so. everybody wins on that. Yeah, I you, get bur- so. you get a burlesque show and tacos. Indeed. And they get to hang out with you. Yeah. And uh, burlesque. Yeah, I, and I, tacos. I win a lot more than they do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks for uh, finding us on the internet. Uh, this, of course, is Road Stories. I'm your host, Murray Valeriano. Got the sniffles tonight. I don't know if it's allergies or the change in the weather. Mm-hmm. I think it's a change of seasons, to be honest with you. Yeah. I have seasonal asthma. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have an inhaler? I have an inhaler for two months. Out of the year? October, November. This is just one of the stories you're going to hear from me tonight. A lot of stories like this, you're going to say, oh my gosh, that's a good story. Now, is it okay to talk before you introduce us? Oh, yeah. Chip jumped the gun. No, no. Well, no. We're going to call this the Chip Show, apparently. We're going down that road. That's better than the asthma show, which is started out as. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Half the show has asthma. I'm like, great. I can't, I can't hang. But Chip, would you ever use that inhaler when you were on the road, maybe? Oh, oh whoa. A good story, Pat, about the inhaler. <laughs> uh, coming to you uh, from a very chilly, cool night in uh, the Mar Vista Studios. Uh, uh, we're, we're super happy to have back. The 40-year-old boy himself, Hi. Mike Schmidt. Hey, yes. thanks, Murray. Thanks for having me. Uh, had a great time last time, but just crushed it at uh, the LA Podcast Festival you a couple weeks ago. Nice. Uh, not like you, who was uh, on with Jackie Cation and the Dork Forest just yeah. before me. And, I did crush it, actually. Uh, yeah, and, there were, <laughs> because you were, and you set off some controversy as well about Ooh. something. Uh, I, f- I forget what it was, but there were people who were buzzing in the hallways about something that you said. You took something apart on that show, and everybody was very disappointed. And then, but also engaged by uh, what you said. Oh, you know what? You know what I got? I got. Uh, I said, <laughs> I, I remember what it was now. I said. The subject of punk rock came up, and Jackie only knew of Black Flag. And I said, Henry Rollins is the hipster's Ryan Seacrest. Yeah. And that's what just... And that was... Just all of a sudden, like, yeah. everybody, <laughs> everybody just went right to their phones. Right to their phones. Yep, so just, for that crowd, that's all you need, really. I, I have mean, to... Like, what? I have to agree with him yeah. on that. But get in the van. What? But but get in the van is amazing. You book. know, I never read it. I never. Oh. I just I just never liked Black Flag, you and I never to. liked him. You know what? Read it. Uh, right, I, I mean, it, you might get it because it's it's before he was him. Mm-hmm. It was when he was you know scooping ice cream and living in a fucking shed. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? it's, and then started you know you know his story. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, totally. it, it just get in the van really brought it across. And, okay. and, and being a road comic, and uh, you, uh, you if you're fascinated by that, read that book because it has a, a lot of touchstones with the same life. I mean, that, you should check it out. That was written before he wore uh, all black. Was it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he had no flags at that point. Uh, and then uh, sitting uh, across from me, uh, headphone center. Yes. Um, you might know him from every commercial from 1997 to 2001. 2001. And it trickled off. Yeah. America trusted me for a long the last time. last 11 years has been a trickle. Two months yeah. out of the year, you can hear him breathing heavily. <laughs> with, uh, with his inhaler, uh, the very funny Chip Chinnery joins us. I'm very excited to have Thank you. you. Thank you, Murray. Thank um, you for having me. And Thank one of your pizza pies. one of your many many commercials I remember is uh, the Jack in the Box commercial. Yes, I remember that one. I was a guy on the floor talking to a room full of uh, antenna balls. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I did a Jack in the Box commercial. Did you? I did. Which and one? I did. Uh, 
the chicken breasts, the fresh, juicy chicken breasts. And uh, Jack is pitching us, and we're a couple guys just try- coming up with juicy chicken breast jokes. <laughs> Murray weighs in with the self-serving compliment. Hey, well, uh, <laughs> is, it Rhodes, is it Road Stories with uh, uh, Chip Chenry or Road Stories I, with Murray Valeriano? I like Murray's take. And, you know, like Murray's commercial, do you have that available on your website? You know, I don't, and I looked for it the other day because uh, it was really the only one I really liked that I did. I yeah. look forward to this whole hour of us bringing things up to you, and you go, no. <laughs> Get in the van, never read it. Get the commercial up. I don't. Our next guest. <laughs> I'm just saying that if you want to see my commercial, you could see it on my website, but then it wasn't. You could oh, see timing it. was off. All the your timing was off. I'm going to try something different. Next you, but you got you have all your video stuff available. You see, have all your commercials on your website? He's a yeah. million times better than really? anybody at that wow. kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I, got, only... I got edited out of Space Cowboys, and I got that clip, too. Yep. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. I only go to Chip's Money Tips. I never go to your... ChipChinnery.com. It's, uh, it's the other part of my empire. <laughs> and if you buy your inhalers through Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I click through Murray's site. Chip, Amazon he, he, search. He's the guy who can get his clips and do all that. So he inspired me once because I did a Power Bar commercial uh-huh. that never aired. Right. So I knew of his you know, adventures and mm-hmm. being able to... Weirdness. So I was like, well, maybe I can get that. So I actually <laughs> called the producer... <laughs> You would have thought that I called them and and farted into the phone. Like they were they were so angry at me for even considering asking for something that hadn't aired. And I don't know if it was because it was a product or mm-hmm. I, I. But they were so fucking mad at me, and I was like, "Really?" And so, do you remember that? And then yeah, I called yeah. you. And I'm like, uh, well, "Why were they like shitty to me?" <laughs> well, I don't know, Schmitty. What'd you do? How'd you approach it? I go, "What do you mean? How did I approach, approach it? it? Give me that fucking commercial. <laughs> that was nice." But he, I don't know how he does it. Things, he gets everything. Things that don't even end up on the deleted scenes of a DVD. Chip, yeah. Chip has them. them. Yeah. yeah. Really? Chip convinced on, on Space Monkeys, was that what it was called? Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. He, uh, he convinced Tommy Lee Jones and Clint Eastwood to do an, uh, a yes and freeze tag with him. And he has that, <laughs> that clip is. on his website. They oh, actually really? do uh, audio commentary on his clip. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's Chip getting cut out. <laughs> you should have Chip call in to get your own. I should have. Although, I'm, if they have that clip still, what is that, nine years ago, for fuck's That's sake. That's easy. I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, sitting earphones left... Uh, a new friend, I'll Hi. say. We went and saw Nick Lowe the other night. We did? Which he, is great. He, he begrudgingly signed my Rock Pile album. Wow. <laughs> he, <laughs> he could not... And let me tell you, he wasn't in any way going to get any kind of writer's cramp signing autographs no. that night. There no. were maybe three people who wanted those <laughs> what, autographs. What happened was he was just getting ready to cross the street, and then I asked him, and he turned around and signed... After the show or before? After, after the show. After, okay. And in the time it took him to sign it, the light then turned red. So now we're all stuck in the corner together with him. He didn't have a clean exit. No, he no, didn't he have was, a clean exit. And I was stoked because I'd never hung around. And uh, oh, Pat Francis, by the way, hi everybody. Us. Yeah, Pat Hello. Francis. And you also might know as a frequent guest of uh, Never Not Fun. What's that guy's name? Jimmy Pardo. Jimmy Pardo. Yeah, Pardo. And also from your own very successful podcast, Rock Solid. Never oh, Not Funny course. presents with, Rock Solid yes. with Gary Lucy. <laughs> with Gary Lucy. Let me Let tell me you something. Uh, I lived in New York for three months earlier this year. And every Thursday when I go to the gym, I listen to Rock Solid. Oh, if you like music, nice and I know a lot of my listeners do listen to it, they're both very knowledgeable. I love Gary Lucy. I've known him for 13 years, I yeah, think. Gary's very good. funny guy. And we like different types of music, so it's not just two guys talking about the same thing. And then so. you'll have guests who also like we other kinds of music. Yeah. yeah, but I don't like to plug other podcasts <laughs> on this show. So, <laughs> you know, edit, do a little post. <laughs> um, Chip. No. All right. I'm Mike. sorry. Uh, yes, no, and what's the question? I'm bad at improv. No, forget it, Mike. 
Yeah. You're done. Uh, Mike, Mike had lamented that last time he was on, uh, we didn't get too many road stories. Uh, I lament nothing. I, it was just, it was me and Dor and, and uh, Paul, Paul Martin. We talked are, a lot of politics. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, Jimmy will do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? And we all will. I'm, I have an interest in, in Paul, oh, sure. Paul too, but it's just, that's where it went. And I, I kind of, I mean, I'm a fan of that. I enjoy, I didn't lament it. It was just interesting to me for a road. I felt bad for your listeners <laughs> who tune into your comic style road They're stories. They're with bated breath. And then, yeah, me and Dora de- de- talking about an amendment. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, I, I just, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I felt people who specifically tune in. Well, I will say this, and my listeners know that sometimes I don't really like to set it up as a, because I work in a lot, I've worked on a lot of talk shows and stuff like that. I don't like to set it up like a prepared segment. So I sure. like to let the conversation go. And, and my theory on the show is you talk to a comic long enough, eventually they'll be like, holy shit. When I was in Idaho working right. at, at Crackers, this hmm. fucking guy. And sometimes it bites me in, in Idaho. Ice. Hold on a second. I have not. I'll oh. get you the book or something. Please oh. do. <laughs> are you tra- Are you still doing stand up and traveling a little bit? No, I want to. Yeah, I would love to. But then, unfortunately, there comes the point where you have to go in front of an audience. Yeah, and I am not a fan of that part of the procedure really? at all. <laughs> really, because you're so funny. You're, would... you're a nice man. I, you know, I do uh, the stuff I do now. I, I book myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for my for the podcast, I go out. I'll rent a theater in a town. Mm-hmm. Uh, people start a page on Facebook and they want me to come to their city and then when I get enough interest I'll find a theater sure and then I'll fly out and I'll do the show myself now were you the, I've heard a few people doing that were you the first one to oh, really no. do that or? I think he was no, no, no. yeah because I think he <laughs> <laughs> take credit for it just take credit sure, yeah, for it I was the best, I was the best. Uh, Chip that's a yes and by yes. the way yes. FYI, if you wanna... I'm going to get better at this I have to work down a bit you want to utilize that later uh, I, I don't know I'm, I'm certainly not the most successful at it I'm, right. I'm lucky enough to where my fans will travel mm-hmm. you know the first time I did it uh it was because uh, there was a guy a listener of mine named david williams he's a playwright in new york uh and all the and he lives in philly now i think whatever the fuck who cares so he he contacted me and said hey i can get you into the new york fringe festival if you do a one-man show mm-hmm. and i don't you know as a comic you're like one man show what the fuck yeah. I, i'm not interested yeah, you know what yeah. i mean then when, then when my father so. beat me for the first time exactly I, yeah. I, it just and but i then when my asthma started acting up in the summer of 88 <laughs> it was november <laughs> a terrible november there was a chill in the air <laughs> <laughs> the tale of two nostrils <laughs> So I, I was like, I, I, I avoid that phrase. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to do it. And I've, I've sat through things here in LA where friends were doing it. Sure. Or people even weren't friends. But So I wanted to find a different way to do it. And then I was like, well, I'll just package stories from the show. Mm-hmm. And David was really forward and helped me. And then the first weekend I did it, I did it in San Francisco. And, uh, and people flew in from Florida oh, and wow. Minnesota and Canada. Wow. Uh, so I have a fan base that will travel to see me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the problem is, you know, then I start doing multiple shows and then they're like, well, we can't, you know, that's, mm. I, I can't get people to come all that. There's a guy named Derek from Detroit who's seen me seven times. What's up, Derek? Thanks for listening. How are you, Derek? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Mike, you might want to consider opening for fish. <laughs> <laughs> then you would, you would get a fan base that would come to all the shows. Sadly, my show is longer than Fish's show. <laughs> okay, so, and better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So yeah, so much noodling. I would love to do clubs. I would love to go out yeah. and do it. It's because you know the thing, but they, the problem is, as you know, uh, there's there's no more of a game changer than when people pay to see you. Yeah, clubs have no idea who the fuck I am. People who want to see me want to see me, so they allow me to be indulgent and mm-hmm. fuck around and do whatever I want. And they're they're into my cadence. They know who I am as a guy, so they're willing to come out and allow me to find my way. Mm-hmm. You get into a club and they want to hear right away what the fuck's happening, what you're yeah. doing, and you got to jump in both yeah. feet. And I think I could do it if I structured it right. But the problem is, again, I contact clubs. Nobody knows who the fuck mm-hmm. I am anymore. So you know they did before. It's unfortunate because when I saw you at LA Podfest, I was sitting there the whole time thinking. 
there, there has to be a way he could go to a club and do this, an abbreviated version of this. Yeah, yeah. But I, let's be honest. What's the difference? I mean, I I like theaters and I like clubs. Yeah. You yeah. know, so I mean, if you're doing the theaters, doing the theaters. You know, uh, it's oh, really sure. not a. It's just it's you know just you want to encourage of, the drinking and the heckling, that's or the or do you thing. want? Or are you just trying to get booked? I live in fear. I, okay. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if people who don't know me will like me. So I try to. I'm preaching to the choir, and I need to break out of that sure. because there's only that's the only way you're going to advance. You know what I mean? It's wait, it's, hold on. You're preaching to the choir. Are you saying we don't like you? Uh, no, no. The people who do like me come. Oh, oh, I thought you were talking yeah, about us. <laughs> oh, you guys. Well, you guys. I don't fucking care. <laughs> right, but right, I mean, right. we're not paying to see him. Well, look, that, that, <laughs> never, that, that attitude never stopped Eric Bogosian from going out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't. I don't. To me, it's insular, and I need to make it more welcoming to other people because there are people who will bring friends, and then at the end of it, their friends are sitting there slack jawed and going, "Holy shit, mm-hmm. that's amazing." But do you want to do that because aren't you the artist, and that's what your thing is? You want. To stay to what you're doing, you're not saying you're going to change what you do. No, I can't change what I do, but that's the problem is I need to get people on. Because I mean, I you know I did a show in Atlanta. I did three hours and thirty five minutes. Wow! Uh, I, I go out and do other shows. Jesus it's, Christ! That's what I'm saying. It's like you're you know Springsteen the, a podcast show over is, here. That's exactly what I called it. No, <laughs> inter- really? no intermission. Because yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, yeah, sliding no across on his knees. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I've been trying to figure out like the way to get more people in is to make it shorter and to do an hour or uh-huh. an hour and a half. But then in my head, I'm like, why the fuck can't I be the Springsteen of podcasting who goes out and does three hours or three and a half hours on stage? I think you're about to do three hours now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Good point. Who am I tagging in? You got an asthma story, Chip? Please bail me out. <laughs> that blows my mind that you go that long. It's just yeah, it's it really well, does. that's the thing is there are people though who are just like you know some guys guys are nice and they'll bring their girlfriends and I win over a lot of people. But there's also a lot of people who are like mm, that was long. Yeah, and I'm like I know I, I I'm I'm fully aware of that. You know what I mean? But it's kind of what it is at this point. But now it's not. I'm, I'm in St. Louis this week, and that will be the last time I do. This particular incarnation of the oh, show, yeah. I right, get a cool. streamline. I get a but, uh, but LA Podfest was a good exercise for you to do a shorter show. That you was what turned my you only head ninety yeah. minutes. I did, uh, yeah, I did. I did an felt hour longer, and, <laughs> but, uh, but great. Yeah, I did about an hour and thirty five minutes. Yeah, and, and I, in my head, I was like, "Well, I can do this. I can yeah. do this on the road too, and make people not have fucking sciatica on their backs from sitting in uncomfortable theater seats." Right. So, yeah. But now, yeah. When, when you do that long, what is the um? Uh, what do I want to say? Like, what's the, the laugh ratio? Hey, I don't want to be that guy, but I mean. LPMs? Is it just, yeah, what's this? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, for the 90 minutes, you had laughs, I thought, almost constantly. That place is like, roaring. Yeah. yeah. That place is roaring. It was good. I was real happy. Well, you, I work fast. Right. You know what I mean? And also, that's what I mean is people are into my cadence and kind of know what I'm going to do. But I'm not Don Friesen with the last per minute thing. Oh, that's, you uh, go. Friesen's got a genius. Don is a genius. Don, Don, all right, Don Friesen. I worked, I was the house. Tell MC. us a little bit about Don Friesen, <laughs> Mike. I was the house MC at the Funny Bone mm-hmm. in, uh, in Naperville, Illinois. And uh, so I would see all the different acts come in, and Don came in, and he could not be nicer. Mm-hmm. Sweet guy, really. He was cool. he was bald, right? No, he has great no, no. hair. He's a good looking Don dude. I don't know who Don Friesen is. I might be confusing Don him. Is like, he looks like Tosh. I'm thinking about Mr. Freeze. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, okay. He, he did not play there. I did not meet. Okay. Um, so Friesen shows up, and uh, and he and he kills all weekend. And again, sweet guy, could not have been nicer, more unassuming, friendly. Uh, the next week, I come into MC for the weekend, and there's a notebook. And I pick it up and I realize Friesen left his notebook. Okay. All right. Did you take a peek? Uh, of course I did. I sneak, went right. I went through his peaky. fucking notebook. <laughs> and uh, and he's you, Chinnery, because yeah. he fucking. Uh, I flip it open. Dude, <laughs> he has a hand drawn map of the United States <laughs> with a dot in every city he's performed in. Oh, wow. And it was coded like he had a thing or, a, you know, it was like a. It was a graph he, that he, he had made for himself. He knows that he could buy a map, right? Well, he doesn't have to hand draw a map. Uh, he loves it. He I don't loves even think the I could, gig. Do you think you could draw? 
a map Fuck of the no. United States? Hell no. I don't think I could. No, no, no. I get no. up in New England, everything's just one thing. Yeah. I could I could do the, I could do the outskirts. Yeah, when we yeah. start going, I mean, I was watching the election map the other night going, yeah. when you get around That's, Colorado, I'm lost. Yeah, yeah. That little section right there. Wyoming. Yeah. I can do Michigan because it's the fucking hand and that's right. it. You're yeah. done. That's it. How is that like Chip Jennery? Oh, I have a map. Yeah. You own a map? Chip is very detailed. Are you are you a cartographer? No, but you're right. How about that for a word? So I know I've done 297 cities. Really? Here's what Chip would do. 42 states, and I have a big map, and each state has its own pin. Pin in it. And there's a pin in every city. For from what you performed when, in? From when I did the road. There's a pin, really? in, a, a yeah. pin in every city you bombed in. Oh, well, there's a lot of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of crossover on, there. I, I stepped on your story, Mike, but I want to say that Chip used to, at the end of the week, he would get a picture taken yeah. with everyone who was on the show that week. And back in the day when he did that, I'm like, well, that's stupid. But now that he has that, you I wish like, you had. Nah, I wish I had of that. Of course you, you know, do. I still do that now. Like, yeah, oh, good. The week, I'm like, no, yeah. I still, I'm like, you know what? I should get a picture. And then yeah. I don't. And then you don't. And then yeah. I don't. And, and then like, it. and it's really it's cool. 10 years. Yeah. Road, that's so like, smart, man. A little bit. So, Are they up on your website? It's good because I get to see my weight gain. <laughs> Before I even knew you, Chip, I was house MCing at that funny bone. And, uh, but I would, like I said, I was house MC, but then when I do road work, so yeah. I'd be out of town. So this I, is where I, stories come in. Here we go. Uh, no, here we go. Shut it's up. been six months. But when I go the on the road and do something, they, uh, uh, they would have a different MC, but you were there one week. Yeah. And then, but you were sick. I wasn't so, MCing though. No, right? no, you were All killing right. it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so then headlining. I came back to town and there was a, it was a, a Polaroid of you. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, black guy and somebody else, I Marvin forget who it was. Bell. There you Mike go. Siegel maybe opening. Might have, you know, it might have been oh all those three God. dudes. How yeah. fucking amazing Mike Siegel's is that? Not black. It's no, no, no. Marvin Bell is. Oh, did you say uh, Mike Siegel? Yeah, but yeah, Marvin, Bell. friend Siegel, of the show. It's been on twice. We love Mike. The best. The Called me down. Won that weekend. Travel we Tales there. podcast. Jesus Christ. Well, look, hold on, you're getting away. Listen to what he just said. Not promoting. Hold on, say it again. Sorry. Won that weekend. I'm, I'm like that guy. Kind of. It's like June '92. He knows. He knows. Because I take a picture and then I, then I get my arts and crafts out on the road and cut out my little. Paste it to a little. You, you invented scrapbooking. Colored. No yeah. kidding. And then I sent it to the club and the other guys I worked with. They go, "Here's a picture of the class of March 12th through 17th, 1992." Because I came in and the pe- the Polaroid was on the cork board when I was there, and you, because you were like gaunt. I mean, what happened to you that week? Was it an asthma week? <laughs> I think I did Nutrisystem right around. There. You looked real sick. Yeah. I mean, and I was like, I because I made funny. I go because your name is, a, you know, it's an odd name, and I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And why? And th- did he have AIDS? Like, why was he here with AIDS? <laughs> I would they did a benefit that week for yeah. Chip to pay his, pay his for his cocktails. His, in, his inhaler helps the AIDS. Sure. Uh, yeah, so I, I that was my first introduction to you and who you were. Crazy now, did all right. you guys get started in Chicago? Are you all you? I'm from Cincinnati. And right. I started out of there. Oop, I'm from yeah, Cincinnati. Ooh, right. I started in Bring Chicago. It in close Chica- I know you're Chicago and you're Chicago, yes, sir. but you came out well, of Cincinnati. I started in L.A. Oh, that's right. We yeah, went over there. But then moved back home. Yeah. So I'm from Chicago. Yeah. You're out of Cincinnati. From Cincinnati and then, uh, yeah. Did you start stand-up in Cincinnati? Started doing stand-up in 81, six months after Carter left office, when right. I was 16. Save the political stuff for the Jimmy Dorsey. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hold on yeah. a second. Was that the catalyst? Carter's out of office, Reagan's in. Yeah, and Reagan's swe- in. Let's you were swept it. into comedy by the Reagan Revolution. We oh. need to hear what a 16-year-old has to say. <laughs> wow. He's never had a job or a wife or girlfriend. You know, and I, still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Any think, of those. I think about it, and I hear it, and I, I, get, I, talk to, I work with a lot of people. I have a lot of people on the podcast who started in the 80s, and, and I'm, I must be getting older. Because I think, oh my God, that's so long ago. Yeah, it yeah. is. But, you know, when I think about it, I think I first stepped foot in a comedy club in 95. It's mm-hmm. really not that far from the, except 81, that's still far. But even yeah, then, it's, it's 18 years ago, right? Yeah, so yeah. You were in high school in 81. 
Yes, I was a, just uh, finished my junior year in high school when I did open mics. That's amazing. I have such respect because I just had no concept in high school of how, and I lived 15 minutes from Manhattan when oh, I grew really? up in high school, and I just had no concept, and I always wanted to do it, but I remember sitting in in-school suspension writing my, writing my uh, first set. Yeah, and I just like I don't, and I wrote it, and I just put it away, and never saw it again because I didn't know oh, what to do. That's a shame. Right. You had a like, where I grew up, laminated. <laughs> on the I have wall. a recording of my second one. I, the first one was so bad that I had to delete it, but I recorded the second one. Put that up on your website. Put that on my website. That was fantastic. <laughs> Maybe you could make a call and get my second set. I don't know if <laughs> I can do that. You know, well, I can get it. Yeah. Pat, you're gonna I, say I, something. I grew up in small town, uh, Western Pennsylvania, and I, there was no place I could have gone even if I wanted to do yeah. stand up at that age so you guys were lucky if you could yeah. so how did you age. how did you make it from Allentown to just to throwing Allentown out because <laughs> they're, they're closing all the factories down what and else are you right. going to do <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, ah. um, by the way I found out that song's not about Allentown it's about Levittown it just had a better ring to it yeah it was originally really? Levittown oh, we're that's, living that's here like in Levittown and you know what Joe DiMaggio you know what nobody really started the fire either fucking Billy Joel nope what else nope. are we going to learn tonight? Lies. That's like the Mickey Mantle DiMaggio thing. Also, also uh, the... Go ahead. From Mrs. Robinson. Because mm-hmm. Paul Simon worships Mickey Mantle. Worships yeah. him. Then he meets Mickey Mantle, and Mickey Mantle's like, how come, why is it DiMaggio? And he goes, syllables, Mick. Yeah. Oh, nice. He literally, that's what he said to him, syllables, yeah. Mick. The album uh, Graceland originally is supposed to be about Dollywood. What? So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. True story. I True it, story. I heard, I heard it was Twitty City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Conway. Um, so what was I... Oh, so uh, no, just I always wanted to do... Uh, Comedy of some sort, you know. I I, I love Saturday Night Live. Sure. And I just so after uh, after college, I just moved to Chicago because I okay. knew I knew Second City was there. And even though I didn't take classes at Second City, I went the stand up route. I just New York seemed too big. Mm-hmm. L A was too far away. Chicago seemed like a, a good fit. So oh, that makes I just sense. Moved there. What year is that? Eighty nine. Okay. So there were still uh, so many clubs. Yeah. At that time, there must I mean, have been a shitload when Chip was we, there. We could get up. Chicago? Every night of the week except yeah. Friday, Saturday. Wasn't there like 11? And, yeah, it was or crazy. Well, there was the four, like the four or five Zanies. Comedy Cottage. Two Who's catches. on first? Who's on first? Wackos. Wackos. Um, Two Catch. Funny Firm Improv. Yep. I'll be at the Three improv, Zanies. by the way, in a couple weeks. My, improv, first, my first time to Chicago. Really? Ever. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, it's a great town. Great town. I'm, I'm ex- well, it's, in, it's outside of Chicago. It's the improv. Yeah, bad town. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm ho- hoping to steal away and, and drink some pints outside absolutely. of Wrigley's. Yeah. Did I sound like I know about sports? No, it sounded like Horton Hill, not Chicago, not yeah, sports. It sounded, nothing. It sounded no, like you were going, going, to, going to London. Pints. You may not be in Chicago. I'm excited to drink pints at Candlestick. <laughs> it, should be, it should be a blast. <laughs> so uh, who, now are you are you headlining? No, they won't headline me. I'm uh, working with Orny Adams. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, that really killed I the fucking... <laughs> I figured you were headlining. How about that oh, okay. for a second? Oh, well, thank you very much. Look at that. Why well, would you? blow him off the stage. Yeah, I will. Were well, you done yeah, with absolutely. your Don Friesen? Because I interrupted all, no, it. I it stepped just, I all over it. And it was just amazing to me. That, I thought you were going to say he had notes about you. No, because literally at the time I was, you know, like I said, I, I was emceeing there, so I didn't have any... Pre- t- I, I was writing ma- new material every week because I had yeah. to because they had regulars. So I, I made, sh- and I liked writing anyway, So I, and I worked topical. Mm-hmm. So I would always make sure to have, I had a bet, you know, obviously we all have our regular bits, but then I always worked in new. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing to me to see somebody who was so, uh, you know, I thought I worked on my material by having yeah. new material, but he had, he did the other thing, which is the smart thing to do when you're in comedy. You have material that you hone to where it's perfect, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I was coming every week with with maybe concepts or and and jokes because I can write jokes, right. uh, but then they'd be gone in a week. Right. And for my whole time doing stand up, 
you know, it's it, podcasting really changed me as a performer because when I was doing stand up, I was working topical all the time, mm-hmm. and so I was writing about you know whatever happened that week and that sort, of, that sort of thing, and I never talked about me at all as a person or my family or my life. And then with podcasting, now that's all I want to talk about. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't. I you know. So it's it it just changes who I am as a guy, and it, I see now why guys would write a whole act mm-hmm. about themselves and and make it work. Yeah, I worked with many guys who would have new material all the time. But it was always it was always good, and but they never. By the time I saw them again, they didn't do that anymore. They were onto something new, so that material never got Honed. great. Sure, yeah, it never Absolutely. got great. Yeah, you it's, didn't work with Freeze in there. The guy's no, honing. No, no, I watch. I just watched Don's Showtime special too. I because I you know again I. What I, year was that? This year? No, the year when it. you were because I thought Freezen's a he's not a young dude. I don't think so. I think At he's probably years, he's your right? guy. All right, all right. He's 45. a good looking dude. Again, I guess I'm yeah. old. I yeah. keep trying to not do that. Well, I'm five <laughs> years older than you. I, he, well, he. This is ninety two, probably. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, no, a bullshit. That was I was in L. A. Uh, I moved home. It was ninety four, probably ninety four that it happened, uh, because that's when I was emceeing. I got. I didn't get back to Chicago until ninety four, ninety three. Mm-hmm. And then I was there 93, 94, 95, moved back here in 97. So We've talked a lot about Chicago on the show and, and how great it was back in the day when I were. It was pretty great, yeah. I, I yeah. have to admit. I loved it. And okay. I got there late. Like I said, you because you were there 89 yeah. through. You were there before Mike, me. Mike, I was doing a segue. Oh. <laughs> wow. Ooh, holy crap. And, Dick and, Host. Hold and on. you know what? It was, a, it was a nurturing comedy community, too. I mean, yeah. people would go out and see their friends and... And you know you could still bust their balls if they didn't do good. But, sure, but you could still you know prop them up when they were. It was it was really great. Yeah, there was a there was a club called um, uh, what was the club uh, in Lions with Mark Schufelt? The womb, Lions, the comedy womb, comedy womb, Lions, Illinois. Yeah, L Y O N S. Yeah, okay, Lions Town. And there was a place called the Comedy Womb, and it was uh, everyone would get Friday Saturday night shows only. Everyone would get paid fifteen bucks, maybe the. Headliner would get twenty. There'd be eight comics. There'd be eight comics. Oh, all your friends, all your out. friends hanging it was like out. Their version oh, of the cellar, that. almost. Oh, I love that. And, and that's where people fun. would just. I'm going to go up tonight and do this, or yeah. I'm going to do that, yeah. or you know. And it was it was really great. And the audience was great. Yeah, usually they, they, they were wanted great. to watch comedy. You know, yeah, yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to and it wasn't a prove it room. You no. know, if you went to the improv or those kind of places, mm-hmm. you had to come in with your your set fucking killer yeah. sure. set. And uh, but at the womb, this was we a nonsense room. Yeah. yeah, I watched. It was the first time I saw Bob Gillespie there. It was the first time I ever saw Bob. Uh, he doesn't do stand up anymore. But I was with my friends, and we were. I mean, I still to this day do his jokes from 1993 yeah. because they were so fucking hysterical. They just blew me away. And Bill Craze and all those yeah, other. It's just see, such a fun room. Terrible people, and then amazing people. people yeah. yeah, yeah, great mix. What? Uh, how was it in Cincinnati? I'm trying uh, to think because I've been to Cincinnati. It was in '81. It was still just a, there wasn't a comedy club yet. There was a, a place I started doing stand up was a bar called DWI, mm-hmm. D period W period E Y E. So that gives you an idea of the times where you could call a call bar, bar DWI. Sure. That was fine. And they would let a 16 year old get on stage. Right. That's DUI for us yeah. West Coast people. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that was a uh, John Regi was uh, one of the big names. Oh there. sure, he's producer. I don't know of, if I know that name. John Regi. Well, he did a lot of the Tonight Show. He was on Larry Sanders. And then he mm, produced no, uh, no, Thirty Rock for a number of years. Yeah, was Thirty. Rock, Thirty Rock, yeah, but no longer. He's he's come moved oh, on to his gone? next big thing. What oh, I didn't know he left Thirty. They Rock. all kind of left this year. Yeah, because it's their last year. He has left. a sitcom called DWI now. <laughs> now. It's about a comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was uh, it was just like amateurs doing it, and then they had a headliner come in from Chicago. So mm-hmm. it was a big. Ooh, Emo Phillips came down, or Judy Tenuta, or Will right. Durst, right, or right. Mike Farrow, who mm-hmm. then became Tommy Sledge yes. before the Sledge days. Wait, Tommy, the t- detective. Yeah, Tommy, Tommy Sledge, the comic, detective. The comic yeah. detective. Oh yes, 
That was that's, a, that's a great character, but he used to be Mike Farrow. I have his book in my office as we speak. Go get I, it. Tommy go get it. I'm going to go right <laughs> <laughs> read from it. I'm going to go get it. And then Tommy passages. I worked with him at 4th and B in San Diego. Yeah. Well, how long ago was oh that? Oh, my God. It's recently. No, that was 99. Oh, my yeah. gosh. 99, 2000. I was the, I was the middle there at 4th and B. How do you, 12, 13, 1400. Yeah, like that's that. crazy. I worked down there with Jackie Cation. It's crazy down there. I, 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 got, I got booed off stage there. Oh, you got booed? Really? Like, like yeah. Like that's to, a lot of booze. challenge them to a that's fight. Good, that's, that's because a, they, were, they, were, they were expecting <laughs> Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, and no, then that's they got you. <laughs> exactly. It was so terrible. And I, I basically called them. I wanted to fight them all. It was like that kind of terrible thing. And Because and, uh, I, I went up. And they didn't buy me right from the jump. Really? Because, uh, th- you know, I had to follow the Zoo Man, some fucking oh, bullshit. I love Zoo Man. Dude. Zoo Man out of San Diego? Yeah. Come on. Don't, oh. don't bag on the Zoo Man. Uh, no, good for him and good for the city who loves him. Not good for, <laughs> for fucking for you. Topical Jones who comes up after him. <laughs> oh, I, I love Topical Jones. San Diego area? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, you don't do farm animal Judy's noises and zoo oh, animal yeah, noises? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, dude. And he yeah, killed. Was... And I was in the back. Because, again, I used to grip. Anyway, I still do. Before I go on, a sh- on stage... Uh, I, I would sit there. I I look at stand up as me against the people. It's the wrong way to be. Yeah, that's not the way to do it. <laughs> but I still kind of do it, even where I'm just like, I'm. It's me against I'm gonna them, and I get to get this audience up. This. Yeah, how dare you, people? And, and that's, that's one of the things about not having the chops that I should have is because I'm, I'm just I come up angry, like ready to you know engage. You know, it's funny you mention that because I. Some of my worst sets have been I've decided that the audience isn't going to like me yeah. before I've gone on stage. Yeah, and, tried doing and, that for 12 years. <laughs> I, I did it like four times. <laughs> and then I learned the hard way. Yeah. yeah. I used yeah. to start out like that too. And most of the time I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so I went up after the Zoo Man and I, they, I, I lost them in the first three minutes. Yeah. And you know how it is. Look, if you lose a room it's of a big, 300 it's a big room. Yeah. Yeah, in, in three minutes, you can get them back. You lose fourteen hundred. You can't people, do it. It's done. You're done. No, even I, if you get two hundred back, it doesn't, doesn't overpower the no. other twelve hundred. <laughs> Absolutely right. not. And so I, yeah. I try. I'm, I was swimming in shit, and they were. They started booing, and then they started yelling, and I basically said, "Well, come up here, motherfucker!" Like I called guys <laughs> nice. out. Wow. And it just and I'm you know you're, I'm middling, so I'm supposed to do however long. Yeah, you're fuck supposed that. to set a nice table for they, the headliner. They, they, also. They, oh no, fucking Jack Mayberry's in the back with a mop, going, "I'm gonna, I gotta sweep this whole fucking thing up." <laughs> I apologize to him. I, I literally because. Uh, Zoo Man went in and covered me because they lit me. They were like, get the fuck off. Wow. I've had that happen. Big rooms are bad for me. <laughs> I did the coach house in San Juan Capistrano and uh, same with a guy named Tony Real. Like all these guys from the mm-hmm. early 90s and they and they booed the shit out of me. They fucking hated me. I have a tape of that one. Here, I'm oh, going to be, they, they booed me I'm off. I'm going to be I, this guy. I'm going to be this guy. Did, did you get paid? Uh, <laughs> and they tried to stiff me at the coach house. But did you end up getting paid? Well, I made them. Oh, whatever, then, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like those guys when you complain about a shicking, they go, like, Did they oh, pay you? I see what you mean. Yeah. I, I didn't know what you were doing. That would be like, like a Harry Hicks time. We go, Well, did they pay you? Yeah, yeah. they pay me. Well, that's well, a good night. whatever. It's a yeah, good it's night a, then. It's a good night in comedy. No, Fuck no, you. It, wasn't. it was terrible. No, <laughs> I, I had to go. Put your props away, Hickstein. Guy tried not to pay me at the coach house when I got Really? And I'm just like, Dude, that's not it's not my fault. And he's like, Well, you know, we expected something different. I go, You expected comedy. I gave it to you, just they didn't like what I brought. Yeah. And I wouldn't leave until fucking pay me I wouldn't leave his office and then finally he paid me but but tried to shame me into giving it up yeah. that bullshit right. of like yeah, well, yeah. did you really earn this money I don't give a fuck if I, I earned give a it. fuck yeah. if I earned it or not it's yeah, in your I budget those people the... paid to get in yeah, give me my money I, I have a tape watch it yeah. I earned it as I said <laughs> right. there were 15 minutes and fought through these people and then you got the check and you're like by the way I'm open uh, the first two weeks of January <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 you want my avails another club whatever I won't go to it but I'll let somebody else talk so how long how long did you because when I when I 
because I've only really known you as a sketch chip. I've only really known you as a sketch guy and yes. the, the guy who, when I'd walk into commercial auditions, see in the lobby and just leave because I knew <laughs> you were going to get it. Uh, Would you say you're a better sketch or a better stand-up? I had eight years of stand-up on the road, and I produced an hour and a half of material maybe. Mm-hmm. And then the two years after that of sketch, I think I produced three hours of comedy. Which So I would think I was more productive as a sketch guy, but it was also, you can't, you had eight years of trying things. Sure. Stand-up. And people are putting math together. Um, I started in 81 and kind of didn't really do it again. I went full-time in 88. So. Mm-hmm. Murray, if you would allow me to interview Chip for a second. No, please. Chip, it's a Pat, Pat Francis Where were you show. more comfortable though, stand-up or sketch? Uh, it took a while to get comfortable in stand-up. Mm. It took about three years. But sketch, you have other people around you, so it's kind of like a more... Yeah, it's more community. It's more fun. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because I did, I did a lot of sketch. I'm, a, I'm an I.O. alum. I don't want to brag Whoa, or anything. Nice. But that's Charna. what's happening. Yeah, Charna, Helper, and the whole nine yards. But I remember I used to do a, a, um, a show between sketch here at, uh, at the Bang Theater. Sure. The oh, Bang yeah. Theater, and they'd have stand-ups in between. And it, I think I did their first night... And their sound was really shitty. And the sketch people couldn't do anything about it. Like, if their mic went out, they were, like, fucked. Right. Because they nothing, can't break the sketch. Nothing's but when, better for a live show than bad sound. <laughs> <laughs> but when my mic went out, I could do something about it. And yeah. then I just made fun of the sketch people for my yeah. 15 oh, minutes. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's pros and cons to both. But I, I don't know. I'm not sure which one I really liked better. Because the stand-up one is great. It's great. Yeah. Well, well yeah. He, well, he said, which is more productive or liked? Like, I, I guess yeah, what that would be like my better? question, too. I liked... The absolute freedom. If I wrote it, I liked it, whether it's stand-up or sketch. I see. But sometimes you're in sketches and you're like, oh, God, I don't even want to Somebody else's? This. Or your own. Yeah, someone else's. Yeah. That's a tough thing about being in a sketch company is you're, hey, you're funny. Would you be in this sketch? And you're like, oh, uh, <laughs> well, you yes. Want to save I, your sketch? Yeah. Do I have to memorize this? <laughs> you know? And then it's like people go, oh, let's write. We should write. How about, um, I don't know, like a veterinary's, veterinarian's office. I'm like, what happens? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I just yeah, want to I use would, my dog. It's my girlfriend's dog. I could yeah. use her. And we we got a dog. Let's yeah. do a dog. I would go to and some I have of, a mustache. I would go to some of Chip's acne shows. Yeah, and, uh, it would. It was hard sometimes. Yeah, a lot he would of be good, and he would be good in the bad sketches. But even even if he was great in the bad sketches, it was not a good sketch. No, you're shining <laughs> up a yeah let turd. Me, let me ask you this: Did you ever do? Uh, did you improv in your? Sketches? Yeah, we did. We did improv. I, I went through. Boy, I started in Chicago. Briefly, I did a thing at Annoyance. That oh, was like the Annoyance week. Theater. Yeah, was yeah. just like a weekend sure. thing, I think, or a couple weekends. And then okay, I did great. Second City at a summer. I moved to Chicago in 93, took a summer course from Martin Dumont. Mm-hmm. And then that was fun. And then I moved to L.A. and did Groundlings for about six weeks. You didn't know you did all this? Yes. So you were entrenched in stand-up. Yes. How hard was it to then subjugate yourself I was going to ask that question. To, to the mass. I, was going to ask I that apologize. Question. No, I was going to ask that one. Yeah. I was actually going to ask that You're too. Five, yeah. I was actually going to jump in with that. You're five years on the road solo, and yes. then you all of a sudden you have to leap into a group atmosphere and take yeah. classes with it. How weird was it to, to achieve the discipline? I had no problem with it, but improv people and sketch people think that stand-ups are just all about me so they mm-hmm. they immediately don't they don't trust you they think you're just going to try to hey i'm the big guy and i'm going to suck <laughs> up the scene so they have a prejudice against you until you show that no i know how to do this i can yeah. be a team player i'm yeah. not an ass. but it's jets and sharks anyway with fucking improv people in comedy it's funny oh, yeah, that, totally. that improv yeah. people would yeah. think that as chris farley is falling onto the audience yeah. <laughs> yeah. did you ever did you ever see when uh, gary shandley hope Gary Shandling hosted Saturday Night Live. I don't remember it. I'm sure I saw it. And he, he did that. He's like, he went into a sketch and I uh, was like, you know, honey, you left your socks out on the table. And then he would break the fourth wall and go to the camera. It's like, 
why why socks why why you, know, that, oh, wow. you know people uh people put their their sweaters around their necks why not their sock you know completely just <laughs> just did that whole sketch about that it was great yeah i'll have to find that on youtube yeah uh it's on chip's website <laughs> <laughs> yep he actually got he called up saturday night live and said can i get that clip of shannon sure Are you sure Kenner? here you yes. go as, as an improv one thing i've always said is i would rather be in an improv scene that's tanking than watching it it's more painful for me to watch than it is to actually be in it because yeah. I, I, I worked I.O. a lot I was on a lot of teams there and and they, you know you just get lumped in true with, with some really bad people and I, I took uh, I took classes at Acme after well into stand-up as well yeah. kind of like you did and the problem is with stand-up you know you're you and you, you are mm-hmm. solely what you have to rely on so like you just said you'd rather be in an improv sketch that's tanking I don't think so because your instinct is to save it and do whatever you can to save it because you're used to doing that for yourself right, on right. stage. So you want to go in a different direction or do whatever you can to pull it out of the fire, <laughs> but you can't because there's four other people there who all have brooms and mustaches and you're like, oh, <laughs> so you want, but you can't, you can't betray them by going in a different way, but you have, you trust, well, maybe they can improv with me and we can make something out of this. It, it's a lot. It's a weird dynamic. You have to pull a Michael yeah. Scott and pull a gun out and kill everyone that's in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you just have to, it's like you're going, I was in a scene at the Groundlings in an improv class, not the, not the stage, and the guy Toshi was in my class. And this was evidently Toshi's sixth time taking basic. And Toshi didn't speak English mm. as his first language. He was uh, FYI, but before you talk shit about Toshi, he's on his... next week. Yep. Oh, we got Toshi on? They were happy to get his check. check. Sure they were. Oh, boy. So you're here in a scene, it's going nowhere, then all of a sudden Toshi turns to you and he goes, but Jack, you're my brother. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> Toshi remembered you got to have a relationship with the guy. What's your? Oh, I do. He my brother. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes you get crazy people. Another mm-hmm. thing a teacher taught me is uh, you know uh, Cynthia Zagetti is who taught it at Acme Theater, and she said once this person was running off at the mouth because sometimes people just they're talking forever on an improv stage, looking for some joke, and then they just can't stop, and then just to go. I like that story. And then they move right on to something else. Oh. That's what she would teach. Wow. I love this One other pearl of wisdom. Not as funny as the last one I just gave you. (laughs) But she uh, she said... I love that story. Oh, thank you. I'm hoping this next one has something to do with asthma. Fingers crossed, Murray. Asthma. (laughs) She said, uh, like, they talk about improv people. They have no product. Because, you know, if you're improvising, you have no sketches. You don't have stand-up to show Mm -hmm. people. And she said something that I really like. She said, the only difference between improv and writing is typing. So yeah. if you guys are in an improv group out there, play. Get your tape recorder out. Yeah. Get your video camera out. You might find some gold. Yeah, that's all I got. You know, and 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 Pat, I got a couple of questions for you in a second. But uh, real quick with Chip, um, I've noticed since you ruled commercials for so long. Yes, and um, hopefully you'll you'll rule them again. I hope so. God too. willing. That asthma clears up. Uh, <laughs> Hold on a second. You think divine intervention is going to be needed for Chip to get back on top of the commercial world? Is that what you just said? God I'm willing. Saying, I'm, I'm being positive. All right. I didn't know it went that high. Oh, I'm, yeah. Man, are you kidding? There's a guy out there right now we call him Pilar. Fake My chip? wife and I call we call him Fake Chip. Yeah. Yeah. And Karen does too. Yeah, when we yeah. see him, we go, there's Fake Chittery. Oh, Karen's mad at him. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Fake Chip working? <laughs> Where's, right? chip? Yeah. Where's real Chip? I call him the younger, thinner, uglier me. Yeah, all right. Do you get that? I agree with two of those. Do you get, hey, there's a guy out there. I know who they're talking about, and I see him, and I think he gets the same things from his friends because he doesn't really, he's not very warm to me. I'm the nicest guy in the room. 
You are. Because until you get out of the room, then you that's backstabbing. I don't do commercials anymore, but I get texts all the time going, "Hey, there's that guy again who yeah. looks just like you who's working." Well, now people come up to me. I've had about half a dozen people say, "Dude, have you seen the hotels commercial with the animated thing?" Yeah, there's that, a guy. Who yeah, looks we see like that. You. You're the animated guy. There's yeah. an animated. Now they're animating fake chips. Yep, I, I agree with that. That looks. I like, thought that like was you. you. No, I, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> now that, give me the voice at least. They used to have the Ed whoever from uh, the office was doing it. Ed Helms? Ed Helms. And now I think... Uh, now they got fake Ed Helms doing a fake Henry voice. Got, uh, <laughs> what's Chris Parnell doing? One thing I noticed about... Because um, I used, when I did commercials, I used to get called in a lot for my comedy. And, and, and they, would, they weren't allowed under SAG rules to tell you to improvise. Right. That was like one of SAG mm-hmm. rules, but they would encourage you to improvise. And coming from a team improvisational background, it was like, I would set Mike Schmidt up. Yeah. And then Mike would fucking do twenty minutes and not at all set. It would it give just back. it was so yep. cutthroat. Yes, it was one to where I just ended up yeah. getting rid of all those. You know, because improv is you know set your friend up. Yes, and yeah. move forward. You know, and we're all here. We're all a team. Yeah, we're, we're all here. Ahead. We're all team. Yep. Let's, let's let's make this work. But man, when you put that camera on and somebody's getting working for a national, it's the Mike Schmidt show yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's how that. Schmidt. Is. That's how Schmidt is. Yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> I was being passive. That's actually right? that's actually the term that they use in that thing. They go, oh, "He's doing a Mike Schmidt yeah, show." Mike Schmidt. Yeah, yeah, I, I, totally Mike Schmidt. I don't know that Schmidt is six and a half hours. Yeah, totally, Mike Schmidt me. Pat, <laughs> oh, right, so talk to me a little bit about uh, coming in Chicago when you first started out. Um, you, had, you had nineteen thousand uh, clubs, A list clubs. I was uh, I was living on uh, North Dearborn, ten thirty six North Dearborn. I had a small apartment. Was probably about as big as the room we're in right now. Really, the whole thing. Kitchen, bathroom, the whole thing. There was a big closet. I had my bed in the closet. Murphy felt, bed or in the closet? No, it was just a, it was a it was a full size mattress, but it fit in the closet. So to get it out of the living area, I put it in there to make it feel like that's my bedroom. Would you sleep in the closet? I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Chip. Come on. So, but it had, it had like those. It had like those. It had louver doors. It's a family show. Up. Okay. It had louver doors that would open up. So, but um, but it was great. And I was and uh, when I first moved there, I was I was going out to all the open mics and stuff, and then. I, uh, I started not to be able to pay my rent, so I had to take two jobs. So I, had to, I was working at The Gap and at a record store. And then that's all I was doing. And then it was like... Uh, I didn't I move to this town to work at right. The Gap and a record store. And so yeah. one day I that's met... That's how I feel about the valley. And so it was a Sunday <laughs> afternoon, and I hadn't been up for a couple of weeks. And I'm at The Gap, and I'm the greeter that day. And in walks the, uh, the owner and his brother uh, from a club called The Funny Firm, which was a great club at Len? the time. Yeah, Len Ostrovich okay. and Pete. Classic, classic club. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Legendary club. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, they, uh, and they walk in and I go, oh, welcome to the Gap, you know? And Len goes, what are you doing here? I go, well, this is where I, I work. He goes, you haven't been to the club for a while. I go, I know. He goes, come tonight, I'll put you up. And that was a Sunday night. And I was like, that's cool. Great. And then I, I went and I had, did a, had a great set. And then, and then I just, then I'm like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to yeah. start pursuing what How I'm supposed to be that? here. That's cool. That was pretty cool. So do you trace back in your mind? You're just like Len, Len Ostrovich. I mean, that's, I know. mean, I would have, I would have, I would have gone back to it, but that jump started me quicker sure. too. Cause it was just like, fuck. Was did, you, did you quit the gap then? Um, no, but I, but I, but I, I, I phased it out eventually. Nice. Yeah. So, and then you started hitting the, the satellite rooms and, um, well, you know what? There was so much doing road stuff. Um, not that long because back then there were so many clubs and so many one nighters that you we were actually a lot of us were actually able to work as openers learning while we were working, mm-hmm. which was pretty great because you would make about you know 250 to 300 yeah. bucks to open, 
That was jeez. Was really? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And the yeah. money's still that now, from what I understand. It's <laughs> <laughs> going up. It's not even a joke. Yeah. The middle. I hear it is because I, in my head, I've thought about going back and trying to do a a, a Yoder tour or whatever the fuck, but and trying to like, by the time money. you fly there and then uh, rent yeah. a car, wait, wait, you're wait, it's two three hundred for the week or a opening night? A two, two, two three hundred for the week. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's better than that. No, no, but, two to three hundred for openers. Is yeah. it better? Wait, opener or feature? MC. And then oh. middle is like Ooh. five, six hundred bucks. Because that's the thing. Openers now, they're, they're everybody's local. They can all do that. And then they give it to new dudes. So they'll pay them a hundred bucks for yeah, the yeah. fuck. And yeah, it's, it's. Sometimes they won't even pay them. Wow, you're getting three hundred bucks to to open. Yeah, for yeah, a yeah, week. yeah. Wow, I was getting three hundred when I was house yeah. seeing at the Funny Bone. Twenty one shows. I got three hundred a week. <laughs> yeah. By the That's way, right, the f- one, two, three. Four, five, six. You can still get that at the improv if you're yeah. opening. I think actually, <laughs> yeah. I think it's three hundred bucks. Yeah, somebody was on here uh, a couple episodes ago and said when they started emceeing in '91, yeah, they were getting fifty bucks a show. And if you go to the improv tonight and work Thursday through Sunday, you're getting fifty bucks a yeah. show. Yeah. It never went up. Yeah, yeah. I still remember my my parents came to Chicago from Pennsylvania uh, to visit me, and I was working at the Funny Firm. I was the opener, and um, it was I was the opener, and then a guy named Stu Olson was the feature, and then Jeff Cesario was the headliner. Oh, great! And so after the show, my parents said, "You need to get more jokes like that last guy." <laughs> oh, thank you. Do I? Yeah, <laughs> the guy that's been doing it for fifteen years and has been on uh, national television. You I said- will try to get some more jokes like him. Mom, Dad, welcome to the Gap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, this uh, concludes uh, uh, episode one of the two-part series, uh, including Pat Francis, Chip Chinnery, and Mike Schmidt. In the I- next episode, Chip Chinnery is Pat Francis's father. That's true. <laughs> but you know what? In the next episode, I'm just going to get up and walk around. <laughs> 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 and there will be giveaways. Yes. So tune in next week. Ooh.